the Memorare. Remember, O most gracious Virgin Mary, that never was it known that anyone who fled to your protection, implored your help, or sought your intercession was left unaided. Inspired by this confidence, I fly to you, O Virgin of Virgins, my mother. To you I come, before you I stand, sinful and sorrowful. O Mother of the Word incarnate, despise not my petitions, but in your mercy, hear and answer me. Amen. All across the Gulf South, it's 7 a.m. Time to wake up on Catholic Community Radio. Good morning. You're listening to Wake Up on this beautiful Thursday morning. We're so glad to have you join us today. I'm Gabby Smith, along with Damon Clotto and Alicia Quibito. Hey, guys. Good morning. Good morning. Good Good morning. Thursday morning to you. Hey, it wasn't quite as swampy outside, a little bit chilly, but we'll get to that later. I thought it was a little cooler than it has been. Where are you living these days? Right. Same old place, same old place. (laughs) Maybe it's just a little prettier morning because today is the solemnity of the Immaculate Conception. Oh, well, that's okay if you want to imagine that, but that's great. Go right ahead. Well, it is a beautiful day. It is. It's always a beautiful day. Every day is. When we talk about the Blessed Mother. That's right. Let's start with (laughs) prayer in the name of the Father and of the Son and the Holy Spirit. O God, who by the Immaculate Conception of the Blessed Virgin Mary prepared a worthy dwelling for your Son, grant, we pray, that as you preserved her from every stain by virtue of the death of your Son, which you foresaw, so through her intercession we too may be cleansed and admitted to your presence. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, God forever and ever. Amen. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and the Holy Spirit, Blessed Virgin Mary, pray for us. Pray for us. We have a great show for you today. We have events in your listening area we will give you details about. That'll be in eight minutes. Father Matthew Graham joins us in 18 minutes. He's a pastor over at Immaculate Conception Church in Denham Springs. And today he's going to be talking about just that, the Feast of the Immaculate Conception. So today is a holy day of obligation. So if you can make it to Mass, it's a a good day to make it to Mass as well. We were talking about how much we love Marian feast days uh, right before the show started. So a wonderful day today. In 35 minutes, David Dawson Jr. joins us. He's the director of the Office of Parish Support for the Diocese of Homo Thibodeau. And today he's going to be talking about waiting on God's promises as a couple. So this is a really, really good one. Trusting in God's plan, waiting on, you know, in God's timeline. We've heard it all. So we're going to talk about waiting together. And in 48 minutes, Sister Jackie Gitanga with the Daughters of St. Paul will talk about the Feast of Our Lady of Guadalupe, which is coming up, and also their Baby Jesus Party at Pauline Books and Media. So you guys, I went to the Baby <laughs> Jesus Party when my son was younger, and oh my gosh, I still look at those so pictures. Cute. He dressed up as one of the kings, oh um, and you, the kids dress up. They get little Catholic books. They get a story read, face paint. I mean, it is the best time. That's I had so fun. <laughs> And wouldn't want to great, go to baby Jesus' birthday, right? <laughs> well, yeah. So cute. On, I love it. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be a good show. I'm excited. Okay. Well, weather-wise, Alicia's surely excited. It's cool outside, she said. And elsewhere, though, it's misty, foggy, and humid. 
and that's going to start our day and then mr sunshine's going to appear and uh, that's going to continue throughout the day and as far as temperatures go we got a slight breeze it's not going to really be a cool breeze uh, because it won't be windy enough but the high is going to be about 79 low 62 should remain this way all the way through saturday and we have about a 10 to 15 percent chance of rain between now and the end of saturday come sunday that's when we're going to get the downpours and uh, the chance of rain increases to 70 percent on sunday but the temperatures are going to remain the same with the high in the upper 70s temperatures in and around the area gulfport 66 home of thibodeau and mandeville it's 65 and in baton rouge in the crescent city it's 67 degrees so there you have it don't go too far we have your gospel and gospel reflection and some events we want to share with you as we approach the weekend here on wake up Blessed Solemnity of the Immaculate Conception, I'm Father Chris Decker, and today's Gospel comes to us from Luke chapter 1. The angel Gabriel was sent from God to a town of Galilee called Nazareth, to a virgin betrothed to a man named Joseph of the house of David, and the virgin's name was Mary. And coming to her, he said, Hail, full of grace, the Lord is with you. But she was greatly troubled at what was said, and pondered what sort of greeting this might be. Then the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary. For you have found favor with God. Behold, you will conceive in your womb and bear a son, and you shall name him Jesus. He will be great and will be called Son of the Most High, and the Lord God will give him the throne of David his father, and he will rule over the house of Jacob forever, and of his kingdom there will be no end. But Mary said to the angel, How can this be, since I have no relations with a man? And the angel said to her in reply, The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. Therefore the child to be born will be called Holy, the Son of God. And behold, Elizabeth, your relative, has also conceived a son in her old age, and this is the sixth month for her who was called barren, for nothing will be impossible for God. Mary said, Behold, I am the handmaid of the Lord. May it be done to me according to your word. Then the angel departed from her. We've heard the gospel, and now we reflect. The Catholic Church teaches that the Blessed Virgin Mary, in the first instance of her conception, by seeing you the grace and privilege granted by Almighty God in view of the merits of Jesus Christ, the Savior of the human race, was preserved free from all stain of original sin. This was the meaning of the angel Gabriel's unusual greeting, Hail, full of grace, the Lord is with you. When God names a person in the Bible, it reveals something that is permanent about the nature of their mission. Thus, Abram became Abraham, father of multitudes. Simon became Peter, rock. And Mary became full of grace, charitomine in Greek. The Greek verb form used indicates that Mary is the one who is filled with grace. In the words of the Greek scholar Father Matteo, the angel is declaring that Mary was completely, perfectly, enduringly endowed with grace and ought to properly prepare her to become a fitting tabernacle to house the divine word of God made man. The devil can never claim that he had any hold on Mary's mother at any time. 
Now, although the Church did not formally define this doctrine of the Immaculate Conception until 1845, it has been the belief of Christians since the first century. In the words of the Lutheran pastor Charles Dixon, the pronouncement of this dogma was the natural response to the flow of thought in the Church that existed for more than a millennium. It was also a recognition that the Holy Spirit continues to guide the Church through the ongoing medium of tradition and experience. Pastor Dixon quotes St. Augustine who wrote, All have sinned except the Holy Virgin Mary. The renowned Baptist scholar and Greek expert of the New Testament, A.T. Robinson, pointed out that the Greek carries a sense of completion so that Mary was graced and is now perfectly full of grace. Let's honor God today, for Mary, his mother, is his masterwork in creation. Have a wonderful day. This is Jimmy Sagers. Thank you, Jimmy Sagers. Good to hear from you, my brother, and also Father Chris Decker and a number of events in and around the area. Uh, but before we mention any, we want to say also happy birthday to W. PYR, mm-hmm. 13 years, mm-hmm. celebrating our birthday today, right. and WQNO in New Orleans, 10-year anniversary. Mm-hmm. Uh, so hip, hip, hooray for That's us. right. Happy birthday, <laughs> Catholic Radio, Catholic yeah. Community Radio. Yeah, Catholic yep. Community Media, too, now. That's yeah. right. Hey, hey, That's hey. Right. We're getting bigger and better every day. That's right. Uh, That's uh, right. And what a great day to celebrate. What a yeah. great oh, it is. birthday. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it's hard to forget the birthday That's right. when it's on the feast day of the Immaculate Conception. That's right. Okay, folks, event-wise, St. John Vianney Catholic School in Baton Rouge is holding its Christmas market. Get ready to go shopping uh, because they've got a lot of items, and it's happening today from 4 to 8 p.m., so it's only four hours. It's going to be in the school gym, and it's a great way to get your holiday shopping done in a festive environment. Uh, There's going to be a lot of things going on, 40 booths, Featuring particular boutiques and artists, including Forever Lilies, Texture, Giggles, Messenger Gifts, and Jewelry, and much, much more. Even the Tipsy Gypsy Traveling Bar is going to be on hand, (laughs) selling specialty drinks and wine, and the market is open to the public. And the admission is just $10 at the door, but you're going to walk away with a lot more. That's right. And a fun way to support St. Jean Vianney School and get finish up your Mm -hmm. Christmas shopping. Cool little fundraiser. Uh, Save the date for this very important uh, event. It's a a talk. It's Wednesday, December 21st. Uh, It's called Suicide, the Unspoken S, No longer a secret. This is a presentation uh, open to the public, but it is attended. It is intended for adult audiences only. Uh, it's Father David Allen is going to give this talk, uh, and it's just such an important. We, we're hearing more and more about this with our youth and our community, and uh, and it's just an important way. He's going to talk about lots of different points, how to recognize signs of suicide, or uh, and that will be again Wednesday, December twenty first, in the gathering space of the Saint Aloysius. Parish Hall. It's, uh, you can gather at five at five thirty. There's a presentation at six. You do need to RSVP, so you can call uh, Saint Aloysius in Baton Rouge. Uh, and there's also a um, an email you can send out. And I think Gabby maybe can post those details so people will know. Uh, Suicide: The Unspoken S, No Longer a Secret, uh, by Father. David Allen, yeah. important thing to go He's to. Yes. A sharp guy when it comes to that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Also, men of the Immaculata, 
the men's conference is coming up. It's mm-hmm. not too soon to get your tickets. In fact, the early bird sale is underway where you could save a substantial amount of money if you bring in a group or your sons uh, or, or family members. Uh, it's going to be February 25th next year, of course, at St. George. And this year's theme coming up is Prepare to Encounter the Lord. Mm-hmm. If you want more information, how to get tickets and all that good stuff, menofthemaculata.com is where you go. Wow. It's always a great one, and it always sells out. Mm-hmm. Always it's sells out. Yeah, a thousand men gathered for, and, you know, you're, they're going to have great speakers. Yeah. You know, I won't let the cat out of the bag, but you can go to the website <laughs> to see who some of them are. Uh, the yes. bishop will be there, and, and, again, a number of priests. And they're hearing confessions oh, pretty yep. much throughout uh, awesome. the day. And adoration. Yeah. It's just mm-hmm. a wonderful... A little lunch from mm-hmm. Chef John Foles. Yeah, it's a course. good thing too, right? That, River yeah. Road Coffee. All our favorite people will be there. It's 15 minutes after the hour on Wake Up. Stick around for Father Matthew Graham will join us to talk about the Immaculate Conception. This is Franciscan Media's Saint of the Day for December 8th. Today we celebrate the Immaculate Conception of the Blessed Virgin Mary. A feast called the Conception of Mary arose in the Eastern Church in the 7th century coming to the West 100 years later. In the 11th century, it received its present name, though it took longer for the doctrine of the Immaculate Conception to develop. Not proclaimed infallibly until 1854, this teaching says that Mary was sinless at her conception and remained so throughout her life, quote, by a singular grace and privilege granted by Almighty God in view of the merits of Jesus Christ, the Savior of the human race, end quote. Champions of Mary, such as Bernard of Clairvaux and Thomas Aquinas, could not see theological justification for such a teaching. Franciscan scholar John Dunn Scotus and William of Ware helped develop the theology by pointing out that Mary's immaculate conception enhances Jesus' redemptive work. The Spirit led non-theologians in the Church to the insight that Mary had to be the most perfect work of God next to the Incarnation. The incomparable holiness of Mary shows forth the incomparable goodness of God. The new Saint of the Day app is available now for your smartphone or tablet. From Franciscan Media, this has been Saint of the Day. Good morning. It is 19 minutes after the hour on Wake Up. Thanks for so much for joining us. I'm Alicia Quibido with Damian Collado and Gabby Smith. Uh, some of the events that we mentioned are on our website. You can go to ccmedia.live uh, to check out the event calendar. You can also submit an event there for free. So uh, we hope you'll visit CC media.live. We're joined this morning by Father Matthew Graham. He is the pastor of Immaculate Conception Church in Denham Springs. Good morning, Father Matthew. Good morning, Alicia. Good morning, Damien. Good morning, Gabby and Jeff. Ah, The whole whole gang's here. We are so happy to have you join us again this morning, uh, Father Matthew. And what a beautiful feast today, the Feast of the Immaculate Conception. Yes, it is. And, of course, if they're just listening on there, because the Franciscan uh, media saint of the day always gives a good summary of this, uh, this dogma. Yes. And mm-hmm. so it's a wonderful feast day for us because, as I kind of preach beforehand and always look at, this is the day that our plan of our salvation was put uh, into action. 
I, I guess you could look at it that way, of yes. uh, preparing for that sacred vessel that would hold uh, our Lord's Son, that would redeem us. And so this is a way of just reminding us of, all right, God has a plan for it. It's for us mm -hmm. to have the patience for him to put everything into in, in place, and this is part of that plan. Wow. You know, Father Matthew, it seems that over the years, um, and, and I remember believing this myself, but uh, there is a misconception that today we celebrate uh, the Immaculate Conception of Christ and, and then not of Mary, but that it's of Jesus. So we thought this is a good opportunity to clear up that misconception. Correct. And uh, of course, that's what we always remind ourselves of with the Annunciation, you know, yes. and just... Um, but, you know, that's the idea is, is this, that's the Immaculate, I guess you could put it, is our Lord has to prepare for that moment. And mm -hmm. so how did we get to that moment? And I think for us, that is where to kind of clear this up. And it's a beautiful way of looking that, all right, when is Christmas Day? December 25th. <laughs> so, all right, what's nine months before then? All right, that's March. And that's, and, and for us, where do we kind of get this date? Well, the Nativity of Our Lady, which we celebrate on September 8th. Yes. And so it's just kind of, all right, let's look at our understanding of nine months of pregnancy and moving ourselves, all right, what's nine months beforehand? So that's how I remember it. Of course, I'm an engineer, so I go by dates, <laughs> I go by this type of thing. Right. Uh, but I think for us, it's just a beauty of, in this Advent season, preparing for the coming of our Lord. All right, mm -hmm. how did the Lord gets us to this moment and to remind ourselves of the beauty of then Our Lady preparing her to be that perfect vessel just as we waited for the coming of the Lord how she waited for the coming of the Lord being brought up in the faith bringing all these things to this moment Lord gave her this wonderful gift to be totally open to receive him mm -hmm. and yeah. so that's the beauty then of our scriptures today of showing that promise of this this woman who would fight the evil one who would fight the devil, prepare for that moment that we see in the gospel today of the Annunciation, of preparing her for that moment to be totally open to God's will to say yes or no, but in a total freedom, wow. if that helps. Yes. So, so Father Matthew, the Immaculate Conception, meaning Mary um, was conceived, was born without original sin, correct? Mm -hmm. That's correct. Okay, and so d does this mean... They, they say in the prayers that prevenient grace was given to her. Okay, okay. And, and now that's something we don't often hear. That so, so does this mean that Mary never sinned? Was she without sin her entire life? That's correct. So she was without the state of original sin. So that doesn't mean that she did not suffer the effects of sin, especially okay. living in a fallen world, going through pain, going through suffering. Mm -hmm. And so this is where, as the way I look at it is, all right, she had to be that perfect vessel in order to hold our Lord. Yes. You know, that temple made with beyond human hands, as we hear in Scripture. And so this allowed for her then to truly just be open without that stain towards concupiscence, towards the, that inclination to sin. But doesn't mean that she did not suffer or okay. was not, I would even think, tempted. Because I think this is a way of correcting, for all of us to look at, the correcting of the decision of Eve. Yes. Who is the new Eve? Our Lady. Yes. And so, and that's what, the one thing that I wanted to ask you, too, that comparison of Eve 
and and the Blessed Virgin Mary. So Eve too uh, did not have original sin and made the made the choice to sin. Uh, but so so why is because there's a comparison of Eve and Mary and of course um, Adam and Jesus. So talk a little bit about that. Well, yeah. So you know, Adam and Eve had that state of original grace, state of original justice, and were totally open. And so then it came into that moment of, as we hear in the very first reading, going back to Genesis 3, of that voice speaking to Eve. And of course, it depends on, I think if you read the Hebrew, or uh, on my understanding of the Hebrew of Genesis 3, is that Adam was standing right next to her, but did not intervene and allow the devil to kind of tempt that pride in out of her to make the decision to go against God to have all that knowledge. And so really one against, she didn't trust, she didn't truly submit to saying, all right, God will provide who's all good. Mm. And so where she chose that, whereas then Mary goes to the same state as Eve, but now chooses in freedom to say, all right, I'm that humble handmaid of the Lord. And so truly says, all right, I trust you that I don't, don't fully understand. I don't have all that knowledge, nor do mm. I desire it, but I trust the Lord that you will lead me as I go through this journey. It's beautiful, beautiful. So, so one, one last question for you about, about this, about the sin, that we know that uh, Christ died on the cross for us, for our sins, for our salvation. Mary being born without original sin and not having sin through her life, did she uh, need uh, Jesus to die on the cross for her too? Yes, so she received the, you know, that special grace before, but remember, Grace goes beyond space and time, oh. and so she kind of shared in it beforehand, if we could look at it that way, a singular kind of grace given to her, but it's still because of what her son did. Okay. okay. And so we see how grace goes beyond space and time. It's just like I tell people, man, I forgot to pray for somebody. They asked me to pray for them. I well, pray for them now. What do you mean? <laughs> well, the Lord knew you would pray for them regardless of what time. Uh, and so this is the way still offering that sacrifice, those type of things. So yes, Mary still had to be uh, redeemed because of that, but it's because of you know, how everything plays in. The Lord goes beyond just space and time. Uh, fact, we have to look at it that way, yes. if that makes sense. Yes. Father Matthew, uh, I, I think I mm -hmm. read where in 1854 is when the church officially made uh, this a feast day. But I have to believe Correct. it's been around even in the very early first century where it was recognized. Or can you share with us a little bit of the history or back history on that? Well, yes. So it was um, Blessed Pius IX who made to officially decreed uh, this by virtue of his office as a dogma of the Church in 1854. But if you read through all the different dogmas, especially when Pius XII did for the Assumption, it is looking at something that has been there from the very beginning within scriptures, taught by the Church Fathers, taught by, you know, this development, as we heard in that kind of clip right before we came back live, it's just this is what's developed over time, and serving as an affirmation of what all the faithful have professed and believed over um, the, the centuries, the life of the Church. And so that's where, if you go read the papal bull, that's called an, an Elevis Deus, my Latin's pronounced it correctly, <laughs> but basically 
Latin for the ineffable God. It's a, a, you know, he, this is where he lays out it. And so you can go look up online, go read to that papal bull in 1854, but it's a summary of all what the Church teaches that states why we profess what we believe. So it's not just to say the Pope Pius the, uh, uh, IX decided, you know, I'm just going to declare this. Mm-hmm. Right. It's just right. summing up everything mm-hmm. that has come up to, to that teaching. Right. And Father Matthew, today is a holy day of obligation in the U.S. and in, in several other countries, but not everywhere in the Catholic Church. Is that correct? That's correct. And okay. so for our United States, before they even declared this, and the, the Council of Baltimore decided to choose Our Lady of the Immaculate Conception for our patroness. And so for my parish, she's our patroness, but for the United yeah. States, and I think they, yeah, there's several other countries, you can go online and look, that this is a holy day of obligation for us because of uh, what our you know, church fathers for our country decided upon to put her as our protectionist. And so that's why if you go to Washington, D.C., you have the Basilica of the Shrine of the Mac Conception. That's why it's the name of that, because she is our patroness watching over us. Beautiful. And so, but for us, but it's a holy day of obligation, but for the entire universal church, it's still a solemnity, mm-hmm. a day of great celebration. And so rather mm-hmm. if they have to go to a Mass or not, it's still kind of look at the Annunciation as a, as a, a solemnity and these others. And so for yes, so this is why the church asks us here in the United States, to go to Mass today to remind us to ask for her protection for our country, but for each of us. Oh, wonderful. Thank you so much. Father Matthew Graham, pastor of Immaculate Conception Church in Denham Springs. We know wonderful things are always happening there. Let us know that website so people can check out uh, what's going on at your parish. Yes, you can go to www.icc-msh.org and you can find all the information on there and also we're on Facebook as well as well as also on YouTube. Wonderful. Thank you so much, Father Matthew Graham. Always a pleasure to visit with you. Uh, stick around. David Dawson Jr. joins us. It is half past the hour on Wake Up. Welcome back to Wake Up 35 after the hour on a happy, happy Thursday morning. So glad you could join us. We have Gabby Smith, Alicia Quibido, yours truly, Damian Collado, and Jeff Blackwell, Karen Cotton, all working. Because guess what? It's... It's our Christmas party today, folks. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Something, something was in your coffee this morning. Way, well, I'm not telling you what's in the kitchen, Gab. <laughs> Reverend Rhodes, I'm just going to spoil alert. The Heavenly Donuts here, too. Oh, yeah, oh we got Heavenly Donuts, Donut Christmas yeah. King Cakes for yeah, dessert today. Oh, and, and City Group Hospitality, we've got some great... Cajun food. Lunch. We're doing a Cajun mm-hmm. Christmas. All right. Cajun all right. Christmas. Enough of all that. Speaking of, here's a guy who's in Cajun country, David Dawson Jr. He is with the Office and Parish Support of the Diocese of Homa Thibodeau, joining us to talk about waiting on God's promise as a couple, sort of like St. Joachim or Joachim and Anne. But Brother D, welcome to Wake Up and tell us what all the waiting is about. Yeah, thanks, man. I appreciate that. Yeah, I was thinking about so today's the the uh, solemnity, the Immaculate Conception, and uh, Mary's parents, Joachim and Anne. You know, as as most most of you know, is it's they were infertile for years and years and years, and they were elder elderly whenever mm-hmm. uh, God made the promise to them that they would conceive a child. And you know, just thinking about the ways that uh, Kate and I 
have been there have been times where we've struggled through things or we've seen friends or family uh, couples struggling through things that struggling through things as a couple is its own difficulty you know because you're usually on different wavelengths uh, struggling through different aspects of it you know and and sometimes one of you is good when the other one's not and mm-hmm. it can be a cause of division uh, but even when God promises something you know something comes through in prayer or you just there's a sense of faith that like we are putting this in God's hands together. We're going to go to him in prayer together, and God's going to, you know, we're going to put this in his hands and trust that he's got something for us. Um, or even in, in, like, the season of Advent, and just in a spiritual sense, that we're waiting for uh, Christmas, and we're waiting for God to really come through on, on being with us and, and changing things, you know, through his presence. So just waiting for God's, God's fulfillment of his promises together. I think a lot of times, as individuals, we could struggle with that because for the most part we don't really know how to wait for god's promises i think a lot of times we just give him the benefit of the doubt that he does good things and we just kind of kind of take it from there and give him credit for the good stuff and not you know give him too much credit for the bad at least not out loud you know uh but when we do start trying to say okay we do want we want to ask god typically and we're going to trust that he's going to provide it trying to do that as a couple a lot of times it can be just as difficult as suffering through the difficulty of it so i'm picturing like joachim and ann uh, you know, God promises they're going to conceive a child. And that's not something that happens right away, or, and if it does, we don't know it, you know. So it's, mm-hmm. there's, there's months and weeks of time that you're waiting, and uh, so the idea that, like, it, it can become a source of division if we are not open and in conversation with each other and honest about how we're feeling, what we're struggling with. I know there's been times where I'm like, man, I'm feeling so good, God's going to provide, and, and I'm on a high because I know He's faithful and He's going to come through, and Kate's like, forget this. You know, like, yeah. this is nuts. I just, I'd like to just let it all go or just try to figure it out myself. Uh, and then the next day we're switched. You know, <laughs> the next day yeah. that something happened, I'm like, this is ridiculous. I'm so tired of waiting. God's not going to come through. He doesn't take care of us. He's, he's playing mind games with us. And she's like, yeah, but I had this prayer experience this morning. So I think it's, it's yeah. what I've found, uh, what we have found is that what's most important is, number one, that we're honest with each other. And number two, that we're not trying to, like, correct each other's doubts. That's a huge no-no that we've found. So we're not like, oh, you shouldn't feel that way. You know, God's going to come through. You know, like, it's, it's, that's, that's, it's, it's, a, it's a lack of honor and respect for where they are yeah. at that day and their journey. Uh, and I think that, for most couples, is probably one of the biggest obstacles when it comes to spirituality is that depending on the day or year or the phase in life, we're at different stages and we struggle to respect those different stages. You know what I mean? Exactly. Acceptance, because I know there are times where, and I've talked to, a, I mean, a lot of married guys and, and gals, and over over the years, one is at a spiritual point while the other one may be spiritual or, or believe in God, but they don't want to hear, oh, be patient. They don't want to hear, uh, yeah, just keep praying, and, and God is going to answer yeah. our prayer. They don't want to hear that. Exactly. Why? Why? Why is that though? Where? Where's? Why? Why is that though? Why? Why do they yeah. not want to hear it? I think having been there, and I know Kate's been there too, and she's explained it to me very clearly that what it comes down to is like, but you're not you're not listening to what's going on in my heart and mind. You don't actually care about me. You just mm. want me to fit in this little peg that you got. You know, you fit in this in this hole that you got. You want me to like get over myself, and and and, and you're not respecting the things that I'm struggling with and the pain that I've got, and you're trying to force me to pretend like I'm where you are, right? Uh, Which is, gotcha. it's, 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 honestly, what it comes down to is it's use. It sounds, it sounds great because you're like, you just need to trust, you just need to whatever. Anytime you say to your spouse, you just need to, 
you better be prepared to be in the doghouse for a little bit, right? <laughs> so I think that's the case for spirituality as well. Well, I, I, I happened to do that a couple times, and I was in the doghouse. <laughs> it's like, I, right. dude, you, you got ESP. But uh, it, right. it's, it, right. it, it's, it's amazing, though. We all go through it, right? And yeah. because we all go through it, we, we have to eventually learn to trust. And, and, and God's going to provide. And you, you said earlier that when things are going good, you don't think twice about anything. Mm-hmm. But all of a sudden, when yeah. you have that struggle or a little bit of suffering, yeah. that's when you really find out deep down where are you at with your relationship with God. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and, and the thing is, he, he wants to give us great things. Yes. And, uh, it, it's, but it's going to be the great things that are going to be what's best for us, which is not usually the things that we're picturing. And so I think a lot of times the, the surrender piece, being able to surrender and allowing him to do great things. I mean, Joachim and Anne thought they were going to be infertile. They thought uh, technically they were cursed, right? And they were living a life where God didn't like them. He didn't care about them. He wasn't providing for them. But their willingness to, to have faith and to trust and to allow him to speak and to bring about something, they became the, the parents of the mother of God, the mm-hmm. sinless, immaculate mother of God. Mm-hmm. Things worked out really well for them, right? So I think for us, yeah. even though things may be difficult, if we're willing to kind of I think what Kate and I have been able to, to, to get a taste of is just being able to, to, to help each other and to accompany each other when it comes to the surrendering, right? Not just like, hey, you need to get your stuff together, quit doubting God, but like, hey, how can we enter into one another's doubts and struggles and to like give each other the room and the space to just take a deep breath yeah. and to know we're all right right now. God has and- blessed us. He's going to continue to. Let's just take a breath together and if the struggling does continue or or you're not seeing eye to eye for a long period of time the church is there to help i mean whether it's uh married couple retreats or a retro vibe depending on the level that's available to them as well for sure and i think what you'll notice with a lot of those resources and especially the best ones like retro and good counseling is that for the most part it's not like trying to get one spouse to get caught up to the other it's look both of you slow down and focus Uh on each other listen to each other listen 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 because truth be told if one of you's taken off and trying to run and get to the finish line like it's not going to be very helpful if you could focus on just being present with each other and recognize like god is going to be right there where you are united and present are you not letting go of your faith just because you're trying to get back to where your husband is to where you can be there with him like god is not going to leave you behind he's not somewhere in the far distance that you're trying to accomplish some great things for him he's going to be where you are where you can be together on the journey He's going to bless that. And I think that requires some deep patience with each other and a recognition of God's mercy that, like, he wants to be where we are and not where we're supposed to be, right? Yeah, David, in the last 30 seconds, what can a couple do uh, this Advent between now and Christmas to really kind of learn about one another? Yeah, I would say, so I would ask each other, where, where are you right now when it comes to just your you, you understanding of who God is for you, right? Where are you at? How are you feeling about this? And be honest with each other and say, okay, what can we do together? What's one small thing we can do together? Even if it just means like holding hands and praying in our Father. Holding hands, just praying out loud together, right? Something small. Start small, but do it together. Awesome. Oh, yeah, advice. do it together. I agree mm-hmm. with you. Yeah. You know, as, and Well, we thank you, as always, David Dawson, Jr., Director of the Office of Parish thank Support for the Diocese of Home at Thibodeau. Uh, for joining us this morning, talking about how to get pay, become patient 
when it comes to waiting on God's guidance and word. Don't go too far. We have a lot more coming your way. It's already 45 after the hour on this Thursday. You're listening to Wake Up. the hour. Thanks so much for tuning in this morning. I'm Gabby Smith, along with Alicia Quibido and Damian Collado. Our next guest is Sister Jackie Gatanga. She's a daughter of St. Paul at Pauline Books and Media over in Metairie. You can see all the wonderful sisters over there when you step into that peaceful and beautiful bookstore to pick up some Christmas gifts. They have so many things going on, but first of all, we're going to introduce her. Sister Jackie, thank you so much for being with us today. Most welcome. So good to be with you all. Happy feast day and happy Advent. Happy Advent to you. Happy feast day. I want to start off by saying that uh, one of my favorite events or memories when my son was younger was the baby Uh Jesus party over at Pauline Books and Media. That is coming up. It is coming up this weekend. So if you haven't figured out how to celebrate the birthday of Jesus with your kids, do come on down. It starts at 11 up until about 3. So, you know, you know we have the crash where people can, the kids can, you know, take pictures. Um, and then you can, we have like a birthday cake, kind of modified because of COVID. So we have birthday cookie cake type thing. <laughs> um, and then, of course, we listen to the nativity story, which is like the heart of the reason for, you know, kind of listening once again to you know, Jesus' birth. And then we get to sing songs. And there's crafts and, and all sorts of fun activities. And then St. Nicholas will be there. So mm-hmm. it's a fun day, really, yeah. keeping Jesus it, focused. Yeah. It really is a fun day. I remember my son got to dress up as one of the wise men, and he was so excited mm-hmm. to take a picture with the crash, which was he could fit in yeah. the crash because he was so small. Yeah. It was huge. So And he just had yeah. the best time. Um, so I just highly recommend it. It's such a beautiful time to gather together and, and celebrate the reason for the season too. Right, Sister Jackie? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It is. And again, you know, there's so many activities to happen around this time of year, but what Mm -hmm. a beautiful way to introduce your kids to keep Christ the focus, you know, from year to year to want to be able to do that, to listen to his story, to know his story, you know, not just hearing it from others, but to experience it themselves. So. It really is a beautiful family experience, but I think it's memorable, too, for the kids. Absolutely. Is there a cost to the event, sister? No, there isn't. It's it's really just whatever free will offering, but there's no cost to the event. You know, um, the parents and the grandparents and the kids just come and just have a great time. We're we're just glad to have it. And you know what? We actually have this throughout all our book centers. So it's not just here in Metairie. So it's a thing we do as part of the Daughters of St. Paul to help families keep Christ the focus, um, you know, just by virtue of our mission of communicating Christ. So it's been happening in other locations. So our location and I think two others are having it this weekend. So it's beautiful, beautiful. 
Yes, absolutely. Take a look at that. They're right off of Veterans Boulevard in Metairie across from the Target. Um, so take a look at that. Well, Sister Jackie, let's jump right in. So uh, according to Saint of the Day Franciscan Media, tomorrow is a feast of Saint Juan Diego. And on December 12th is the Feast of Our Lady of Guadalupe. This is one of my favorite feast days. Um, the the tilma, the colors, just the story, so many beautiful things. Kind of tell us about this beautiful feast, these beautiful feasts feast days, especially Our Lady of Guadalupe. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just beautiful. I mean, in a nutshell, you know, uh, St. Juan Diego um, was just, you know, humbly minding his own business. And then, of course, <laughs> Our Lady appears to him and says, you know, I want you to build a church for me. And, you know, he's such a simple folks who like, I don't know what you're asking of me. So there's, there's a story, of course, the book that's been written by our sisters to help kids really come to understand what Juan Diego was being asked by Our Lady, and the process of obedience to God's will, but more so understanding Our Lady as Mother. And she she just unveiled herself. The people um, were, at the time, were really suffering. And being able to experience the closeness of a mother is the heart, I think, of Our Lady of, of Guadalupe. She's so close to us. She wants to journey with us, and, and so tenderly takes care of our needs. So when we celebrate the Feast of St. Juan Diego, it's almost like a preparation, like John the Baptist, for the big feast <laughs> of, of Our Lady of, of Guadalupe, who, again, she, he just, in a sense, almost introduces us to our mother and to embrace her as mother in our life. Of course, December 12th is, is the big feast day, and she's also the patroness. You know, if I'm not mistaken, yeah. of, of the Americas. So it's beautiful, beautiful. There's also a cute book for kids over at Pauline Books and Media called Our Lady of Guadalupe and Her Dear Juanito. Can you kind of tell us a little bit about this beautiful book? Yes, yes. So this was written by one of our sisters. She's very gifted. She was a kindergarten teacher before she became a daughter of St. Paul. So she loves to write books for kids. And she thought of writing the story of Our Lady of Guadalupe. And she did a lot of research on it to to be able to bring the story to a level you know probably about second grade level uh, first grade level uh, so they could understand and kind of feel with saint juan diego in terms of being uh, being asked to do this great work of um you know asking that the church a church be built in honor of our lady um Mm -hmm. but then also being introduced to the motherhood of our lady you know and one of the beautiful lines you know, of Our Lady in the story between St. Juan Diego and, and Our Lady of Guadalupe is, am I not your mother? You know, at that point, um, St. Juan Diego was concerned, you know, the Blessed Mother was asking her to do, asking him to do all these things, but his, his uncle, I think, was the one who was ill, and he was just concerned, like, you know, he wouldn't have time to go meet with her and all that, but Our Lady was like, don't worry, I'll take care of you, I'll take care of you, and Juanito is that little kind mm-hmm. of a tender, um, uh, how can I say, calling him with such tenderness, don't worry, my mm-hmm. little one, I'll take care of you. So there's, there's beautiful kind of uh, feelings, in a sense, of, of, of motherhood, of childhood, of being able to kind of encounter our Blessed Mother and the closeness of her through this book. And the illustrations are just gorgeous, gorgeous, mm-hmm. you know, in terms of kind of bringing that brightness and the love of Our Lady um, in, this, in this encounter between the two. And then, of course, her invitation to us to continue to trust her as mother. 
Absolutely. Sister Jackie, also the uh, Pauline Books and Media off of Met- Metairie, uh, I mean, mm-hmm. in Metairie off of Veterans Boulevard has mm-hmm. so many wonderful things, prayer cards, uh, Bibles, mm-hmm. just different mm-hmm. things for uh, the perfect Christmas gift, whether uh, someone is entering into the church, a baptism, confirmations for any right. time uh, during an important uh, p- person's life that is important. Uh, but one more time, where can we go to maybe pick up a copy of the book, Our Lady of Guadalupe? and her dear Juanito, and also find out more about the Baby Jesus Party? Well, first thing, you can always first call us, 504-887-7631, because um, we're right opposite the Clearview Mall, opposite Target, mm-hmm. on right on Veterans, 4403 um, Veterans Memorial Boulevard in Metairie. So you can come right to the store. Um, um, but if you're not able to come to the store, you can also order online. The book is available to our web store, www.pauline.org. Pauline.org. Um, and those are great avenues you know, to be able to just mm-hmm. you know, get a gift. And again, the, the reason we have these gifts is not just to kind of be bag stuffers, so to speak. Mm-hmm. There's a message behind everything yeah. that we have in our store to help people come closer to Christ. Sister Jackie, thank you so much for being with us today. You're most welcome. I hope you all have a blessed feast day, a blessed Advent, and Christmas. We're praying for you all. God bless you. You too. Thank you. you. Yes. Oh, my goodness. Great things happening there. Yes. You bet. Those Pauline sisters. Well, (laughs) speaking of prayer, we're going to wrap up our show this morning with prayer in the name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Amen. Heavenly Father, you prepared the Virgin Mary to be the worthy mother of your Son. You let her share beforehand in the salvation Christ would bring by his death and kept her sinless from the first moment of her conception. Help us by her prayers to live in your presence without sin. We ask this through Jesus Christ our Lord, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God forever and ever. Amen. Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Amen. 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 Thank you so much for joining us. We'll catch you back here tomorrow at 7 a.m. Central Time. Lorraine Hess joins us to talk about her Advent and Christmas concerts in the Archdiocese of New Orleans. We have a book giveaway for a wonderful Christmas gift. And, of course, Terry Dixon with the Gulf Pie newspaper. Have a wonderful Thursday. God bless. Wake Up is a production of Catholic Community Radio.